Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The Coke Zero. Great debate on LMFM. You're all very welcome to the headquarters of Coca-Cola International Services at Southgate in Drogheda and the Coke Zero Great Debate Final 2018, which sees Sacred Heart Secondary School take on St. Oliver's Community College. (laughs) The motion before us today is that the internet connects the world but disconnects people which will be proposed by Sacred Heart and opposed by St. Oliver's. The debate will follow a familiar format with four minutes allotted to each of the team members to speak on the motion and counter-argue any points made by the opposition. In addition, when all four team members have delivered their arguments, each team through their captain will then be allowed three minutes to summarise and rebut or do what they wish with the arguments that have been made on both sides. When you hear this sound, there will be 30 seconds remaining to wrap up. A Sacred Heart team member will speak first, proposing the motion, uh, followed by a St. Oliver's team member opposing until the debate is concluded. The judges will base their decision on who carries the day, awarding marks to each contributor based on content delivery and debating skills. There are also additional marks for the captains summing up. If a team member exceeds their allotted time, at the discretion of the judges, you may be deducted marks. I just had a look at this trophy before we begin, and it's an historic day. It's the 10th year. You will be the 10th winner of this competition, whoever you are today. St. Oliver's have their name on the trophy on three occasions, and the Sacred Heart name is there once. So we have both previous winners in the final today. So let's begin by welcoming our teams, beginning with St. Oliver's. Their captain is Garode Campbell. He's joined by Cynthia Bello, Dara Dixon and Jessica Welsh. Their teacher, Barbara Carr, she's a legend when it comes to debating. Give her a big round of applause. She's down there at the back. <laughs> Sacred Heart today, their captain is Grace Willis. She's joined by Shauna Murphy, Quiva McPeak and Erin Kinlan. <laughs> and the teachers with Sacred Heart today are Fiona Kearns and Helen Trainer. Big round of applause for two great ladies. Our judges from Drogheda Toastmasters, we couldn't have these debates without these wonderful people. Today, judging the final, please welcome three wise men, Mark Mealy, Declan Wynne and their chairperson, Vinnie McCoy. 
I'd also like to welcome from Coca-Cola International Services, Anna Keller, Technology Director, Tony Campion, Julie Plunkett, John McManus, Josephine Score and Pam Coleman. We couldn't do it with these great sponsors and they've been with us all the way. Let's hear it for the sponsors. So the very best of luck to both teams. I'm really, really looking forward to the final. Reminding you, the subject today to be debated is the internet connects the world but disconnects people. And the proposers are Sacred Heart. The opposition is St. Oliver's. So we'll begin with the proposing team. Please welcome the captain of Sacred Heart, Grace Willis. You can't upload love. You can't download time. You can't send intimacy. And you can't connect by becoming disconnected. Good evening, chairperson, adjudicators, members of the opposition, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Grace Willis and I'm the captain of the Sacred Heart Debate Team. We wholeheartedly and passionately support the motion that the internet connects the world but disconnects people. It's absolutely reprehensible to deny or hide from the devastating reality that we, as people, as individuals are becoming more and more disconnected from each other, and the internet has a huge role to play in all of this. But before I continue with my own points, I'd like to introduce the team. Our second speaker, Shauna, will be talking about miscommunication and how people are becoming more and more desensitised by the internet. Our third speaker, Quiva, will focus on fake news and how you can't really trust anyone or anything over the internet. And our fourth and final speaker, Aaron, will talk about cybercrime and cyberbullying. Two things that wouldn't even exist without the internet and have devastating impact on the lives of families and individuals. The dictionary defines the internet as a global computer network, providing a variety of information. The creation of the World Wide Web has ensured that we all can easily use the internet for things like shopping, banking, research, and as a means of communication through email, Gmail, Skype, and social networking sites such as Facebook. The World Wide Web has connected the world and its industries in so many ways. But internet users beware. We live in a technological era, one where, although it has never been easier to contact someone through the internet, it has changed the way in which we communicate. We hide ourselves away behind a laptop or a mobile phone screen. Now... We no longer communicate face-to-face, we communicate keyboard-to-keyboard. How many times have we met up with our friends or family, or been out and observed people of all ages, so you can't say it's just us teenagers, sitting with friends or family around a dinner table, in a classroom, or in an office, and then you notice the phones. The people's dreary eyes busy scanning over those little screens, fingers racing over buttons. And then you hear the comments, the, one second, I'm just on Facebook. Yeah, let me send this text, I'll be with you in a sec. How would you feel if you were trying to confide in someone and this was their response? How would you feel knowing that that person in front of you has chosen to put their attention to the internet and not you? They chose the internet over you. Parents text into emails at the breakfast and dinner table while their children complain about not having their full attention and misbehave in order to obtain it. These same children then grow up and continue the cycle, denying human interaction and conversation full attention. For children growing up, this is the bedrock of all development. Can you not see that if we continue in these ways, our future generations will be growing up with a disadvantage? Man will lose the art and skill of speech and basic conversation. This can't be something we let slip out of control. As a wise political scientist, Christian Lewis Lane once said, 
Technology is a brilliant servant, but a dangerous master. Those little devices in our pockets are so psychologically powerful that they not only change how we communicate, but who we are. There's some things we do nowadays with our phones and our devices that only a few years ago would have seen absurd or odd. But now it's natural, just how we do things. People want to go in and out of all the different web pages that they can available. And why? Because the thing that matters the most to them is control. Control over where they put their attention. This removes intimacy, it removes empathy and it creates selfishness. It strips of us our morals as there is no fear behind a screen. Connect to disconnect. Thank you. Thank you very much, Grace Willis, opening our debate this morning for the proposition, for the uh, proposition, proposing the motion, the internet connects the world but disconnects people. To open the case for the opposition, St. Oliver's Community College, please welcome their captain, Garold Campbell. We're all connected by the internet like neurons in a joint brain. Indeed, it is becoming the town square for the global village of tomorrow. Adjudicators, chairperson, members of the proposition, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Grode Campbell and as captain of the St. Oliver's team, I'm joined by Cynthia Bella, Dara Dixon and Jessica Welch to oppose the motion set out before us today. The internet connects the world but disconnects people. But first, I will ask... What exactly does it mean to connect the world or disconnect people? And how does the internet accomplish both in the space of one sentence? To connect the world means to link or join together every corner of the globe under one mutual platform, bring together countries and citizens of different backgrounds and nationalities. Yet, to disconnect people means to detach or separate humans from one another, splitting them into groups of nationality, age, background, gender, because after all, it is under these headings that we get connected in the first place. So what the proposition are saying is that the internet connects the world, but then disconnects the people of the world, the people who built and programmed the internet, and indeed the people who place the definition of connect on the internet. So it is extremely clear to see that this motion totally contradicts itself and is merely impossible to connect the world, but then disconnect those who ensure the world operates. With this in mind, I'll remember Ireland's immigration crisis and how the internet assisted many Irish families with contacting their loved ones. Cynthia will speak with refugees and the prime position that the internet has played in their safety. Daryl brings through online dating and how the independence of disabled people has been advanced through the internet. Well, Jessica will finish with the impact of the, in- of the internet on politics. It is calculated that roughly 330,000 Irish citizens under the age of 29 emigrated between the years of 2007 to 2012. And although I am sure that we are aware, these people did not leave to nearby countries, but rather to places like Australia, America and Canada, in search of work and a bright future. Now, ladies and gentlemen, just imagine that the internet didn't exist, that Skype or FaceTime wasn't available. How could all of these young citizens survive abroad? How could over 600,000 parents been prevented from jumping on a plane and bringing their child home? And with the extraordinary fees of calling Australia or America, how could countless siblings have managed to continue slagging their brother or sister? The answer is simple. They couldn't. So, Grace, for all the people that we see with their phones in restaurants, for all the families that be having meals, for all the havoc the young children to be causing at breakfast, what if they were to grow up and emigrate? 
You don't want to give families the chance to contact them. Although many parents have been roared at to lift the camera higher or have been embarrassed by their reflection in the box of the corner, we are the Skype. We are the FaceTime generation. And although the proposition might argue that this is destroying us, I simply ask them, what other choice do we have? For the internet is the only communication platform which has evolved to suit the needs of the Irish emigrants. Indeed, the only method of keeping my own mother sane while my brother was on an Erasmus year. Skype and FaceTime provides Irish emigrants with a piece of home and allows them to communicate with people, not just in Ireland, but all around the globe. But it's not just in terms of communication that the internet has been beneficial. I cast our minds back to April 25th, when Irish Liverpool fan Sean Cox was critically beaten ahead of the club's semi-final clash. It's true the internet, there were over 85,000 euros raised to assist Sean's family with his medical fees. So the internet certainly connects people. Connects hundreds of thousands of Irish emigrants. Connects the footballing community to assist a fallen soldier. And it connects us to emergency service, the dating world, political organisations my teammates will talk about. But most importantly for me, to fellow Father Ted fans. Like neurons in a giant brain, we are people in a giant world, connected by one thing, the internet, our greatest tool. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Garod Campbell, captain of the opposition St. Oliver's Community College, opposing the motion that the internet connects the world but disconnects people. The Coke Zero. Great debate on LMFM. Next to join us for the proposition, Sacred Heart School, please welcome Shauna Murphy. The internet is a great place to miscommunicate with others, and it's an even better place to disconnect from people. Good morning, I'm Shauna Murphy, the second speaker on the proposition. I just want to ask... How could you be disconnected? Or, sorry. Garoid said the internet hasn't always existed. Garoid said the internet connects us all. There was a time when the internet didn't exist. The world didn't stop. So we can't live without the internet. Have you ever read an email, message, or a comment on Snapchat or Instagram and felt hurt, angry, or irritated? I know I have. These snappy, instant, electronic messages are usually quite cryptic for the recipient. Without a full understanding of something, people fill in the gaps. They feel criticised, stressed and rejected. Miscommunication happens on the internet every single day. Real connection no longer exists. In the words of Professor of Social Technology, Sherry Turkle, we end up hiding from each other, even though we're constantly connected to each other. We are now more often than not swapping these electronic relationships for physical ones. Uncertainty is always present in trying to comprehend a person, especially on the internet. Now, we have abbreviations for most words. Does LOL mean laugh out loud or does it mean lots of love? We'll never know. The problem is these abbreviated terms cannot swap for a person's actual laugh, which can lift our spirits and our hearts. We use body language, which is the unspoken essential element for communication. When we are face to face with someone, we can pick up visual social cues like smiling and frowning. But when we are online, either texting or emailing, there is no body language which guide us. Written words are often taken the wrong way. People get confused. They get the wrong idea and then become disconnected, 
People can't make eye contact these days because they can't respond quickly to a subtle change in atmosphere. It's been suggested that body language accounts for 50 to 70% of all communication. How could you understand me if you didn't know what I was saying? We also rely on our senses when communicating, one of which is smell. Smell is linked to a part of the brain which processes emotions and memories. For example, whenever someone makes bread, I always think of my granny. She used to always make it. We all release pheromones which can attract a potential mate um, or indeed have the opposite effect, so I don't recommend going around sniffing people's armpits. (laughs) But the internet has led us to become desensitised and we're missing out on actual communication. One of the greatest advantages of communicating online is that it's instantaneous. This is also a huge downside as people receive messages within seconds and reply just as fast. What if the message they are trying to send is unsuitable? They've sent it, they cannot do anything. This creates a sense of social isolation, therefore leading to rising rates of suicide. This is a problem. Aaron will expand on this later. What kind of dystopian society do you think we live in where an online relationship could replace real-life connection? This is what Grode is trying to show you. We've all found homesickness at some point in our lives, regardless of the communication. Five years ago, if someone was able to see where you are 24-7, it would have been considered creepy. Today, on Snap Maps, free of charge, you can see where anyone is. Becoming a stalker is normal. Times are changing, and so too are the bonds people have with each other. By using the internet to connect, we have never been more isolated. Connect to disconnect. Thank you. Thank you very much, Shauna Murphy, there for the proposition Sacred Heart, speaking in favour of the motion that the internet connects the world but disconnects people. Please welcome the second member of the opposition to the podium, Cynthia Bello. Before I start my speech, I'd like to offer some rebuttal. As Shauna said, we do feel homesick. And the internet helps us bridge that gap of homesickness with people who we can't see, who we can't touch all across the globe. That's instead of going back into the olden days and just writing letters where, as we can send a text message, say, hey, what's up, through the internet. So, now for my speech. To quote an interviewee from the Irish Refugee Council, family separation is a break. It's a wound that I don't have any words to describe. You feel it. It's terrible. And when you put the family together, you can't find a word to describe the happiness because it is the way it just has to be. It is a complete. A family belongs together. Cheerperson, adjudicators, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Cynthia Bello, and I'm here alongside my teammates to strongly oppose the motion that the Internet connects the world, but disconnects people, based on the point of the refugee crisis. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sure you'd all agree that a family belongs together. But oftentimes, for many different reasons, family separation occurs. And for many people, the idea of simply being with their families turns into a wish that seems like it will never be granted. Unfortunately, for many refugees, this is their devastating reality. And this is due to the unprecedented global displacement that is taking the world by storm. 
By the end of 2016, over 65.6 million people were forcibly displaced as a result of disaster, conflict, and persecution, the highest number to have ever been recorded. There are now an estimated 22.5 million refugees, over half of whom are children. And although there are organizations such as Oxfam, Arland, and NAS trying to reunite families all across the globe, there are still millions of whom are disconnected. And now I ask you, ladies and gentlemen, how are these people supposed to stay connected with their loved ones? Through the internet, through a free service that enables them to keep their treasured connections. For instance, let's take a look at 16-year-old Rafat living in Serbia. He, like many other Syrians, was forced to leave his home due to its deteriorating condition. And just when it seemed like things were looking up for him, when it seemed like his stars were finally starting to align, fate had to go and play a rather cruel joke on him. Suddenly, he and his brother were torn apart and hurtled at full force to opposite ends of the earth. Now living in Germany, Rafat's only way to stay connected with his brother is through the internet. Through the internet, he's able to chat with his brother on Facebook. And although he's uncertain as to when they'll reunite, uncertain as to when they'll be able to embrace and physically touch one another, they're still able to stay in touch and stay connected through the internet. And now I ask you, ladies and gentlemen, is this your idea of the internet disconnecting people disconnecting Rafat from his brother, as well as the millions of people all across the globe in desperate need for connectivity. Ladies and gentlemen, do you know the number one question the refugees asked when they arrived at the camp was, where can I find free internet access? Number two question, where can I find food and water? Now, this not only proves how important connectivity is to these people, but also that the internet is truly the best way to stay connected. These people are aware of this fact, and that's exactly why they're so desperate to get a hold of it. And now I ask you, ladies and gentlemen, yet again, as well as you side proposition, is this your idea of the internet disconnecting people? In my eyes, the opposite is true, and I'm sure the refugees would disagree. I strongly ask you to oppose this motion. Thank you very much. Cynthia Bello from St. Oliver's Community College opposing the motion before us in the Great Debate 2018 final today. The Coke Zero Great Debate on LMFM. Proposition Sacred Heart returned to the podium through Quiva McPeak. The free and open nature of the internet allows lies and distortions to masquerade as facts and gain unprecedented attention. Do the opposition believe that manipulation and deception connects people? My name is Quiva McPeak, and I'm the third speaker on the Sacred Heart team. And before I begin, I'd like to offer you some rebuttal. As Cynthia said, people feel homesickness. But if people were so connected by the internet, they wouldn't feel homesick. And she repeatedly mentions how the internet connects family However, what kind of dystopian society do you think that we live in where an online relationship could replace real-life connection, could replace a hug? Surely if people were so connected by the internet, they wouldn't feel the need to fly home to visit relatives. When the internet was first developed, it was supposed to revolutionise the way we access information. However, ironically, it has ensured that lies, half-truths and distortions are as equally accessible to us as false information. 
Fake news can be defined as false information or propaganda under the guise of being authentic news. Many untrue news stories are shockingly considered fact. A recent CNN poll found that about a third of Americans believe that Barack Obama is Muslim despite his repeated affirmations of his Christian faith. A Pew Research survey found that 64% of American adults said that made-up news stories were causing confusion about current issues and events. It is a fact that we live in a society where false information is being made more attractive than the truth. So ask again, are manipulation and deception forms of connection? It is an accepted fact that misinformation has always been with us. But the difference today is how we get our information. The internet provides a platform for many voices to be heard that previously would have been ignored. Without editorial guidelines, anyone with internet access can create a blog, start a YouTube channel, and stream online information without consequence, regardless of a... Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Accuracy. Problems arise when there is no distinction easily made between high-quality sources such as professional journalism and the malicious lies of people and groups generating hate. How many times has a medical site informed you that your headache is cancer and your ingrown toenail is caused by a flesh-eating virus? (laughs) So do you feel deceived, manipulated, or connected? People are manipulating social media to advance their own political agendas. Last year, executives from Google, Twitter, and Facebook acknowledged the roles that their platforms had in enabling the spread of misinformation by Russian agencies during the 2016 presidential election campaign. Bot armies are being used to amplify political messages, and it is estimated that between 9 and 15% of active Twitter users are bots. The European Commission has announced that it is tackling fake news in an effort to protect democracy across Europe because it is believed that it has influenced the Brexit vote. And to combat the effect that misinformation has on democracy, Google has banned all online advertisements for the upcoming referendum in Ireland. To conclude, the EU Commissioner for, e- e- for EU Mi- Commissioner for Digital Economy and Society 
Mariah Gabriel said, Fake news is a direct threat to the very foundations of our democratic society. So would you not be better to connect with the fantasy of Star Wars and the robots C-3PO and R2-D2 on the big screen than to be unknowingly fed fake news and to be manipulated by bots on the internet? At least watching the Millennium Falcon, we won't be unknowingly manipulated and deceived and maybe we'll even feel connected to the real person sitting in the cinema beside us. Connect to disconnect. Thank you. Thank you, Quiva McPeak. Sacred Heart proposing our motion today. The internet connects the world but disconnects people. The opposition today are St. Oliver's Community College and he is Dara Dixon. While the internet is a catalyst for misinformation and so-called fake news, this is only because it is a catalyst for information in general, letting us see both sides of the story. Open access to the internet has led to far more understanding of what's going on in the world and historical, historical events that otherwise may have gone unnoticed. Whether it's the genocide going on in Rwanda 50 years ago, or the current genocides in Myanmar and potentially even Israel, it lets us know about people who are going through active war zones and let us... Uh, tells us all about these atrocities so we can at least try and make a difference to these people's lives. Now, before I go into my main speech, I'd like to tell the story of a couple who lived down the road from me, happily married for five years at this stage, and they met through an online dating site. The only thing I've neglected to mention is that originally he lived in the northeast of England, she lived somewhere around here, and in 2009 he was paralysed from the waist down as a result of a road traffic accident. These people would never have met if not for online dating a tool which is helping millions of people around the world create strong, stable relationships, a tool which is helping the disabled people of our world get their lives back on track, a tool which is creating a fifth of Ireland's stable marriages. Chairperson, adjudicators, proposition, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Dara Dixon. I'm here alongside my fantastic teammates, Gerard Campbell, Cynthia Bello and Jessica Welsh, to strongly oppose the motion that the internet connects the world but disconnects people. I'll be focusing on the lives of disabled people and how the internet helps them, as well as online dating and sites such as Tinder and eHarmony, a topic which I'm obviously very well, very well experienced with. <laughs> Whether you're looking at news, talking with a loved one overseas, or simply watching modern television, it's safe to say the internet plays a huge role in our lives, and lately has been even playing a bigger part in the more personal aspects of our life too. Last year alone, online dating sites took in $3 billion in profit, But the question is, is this a good thing, and are these sites creating healthy relationships? As of 2017, 19% of couples getting married met through online dating, and according to the University of Chicago, these marriages are far less likely to end in divorce within the first year than conventional ones. Does this really seem like a divided world? Because the proposition seems to think so, despite the statistics saying the exact opposite. Never mind the millions of people who choose to have healthy, fulfilling relationships outside of wedlock, which younger generations seem to be doing more and more these days. And what's more, these sites don't just help the general population, but also play a gargantuan role in helping the disabled get their lives back on track too. Whether it's my neighbour and his life-changing injury, or the thousands of other disabled people living around the world, these sites match based on personality alone, leading to far stronger relationships overall. Because let's face it, in the real world, you're not exactly going to have a million-dollar AI telling you if this person shares a common interest in knitting. And it's not just dating sites that help the disabled people either, with new panic buttons being installed in the homes of the sick and elderly, in office spaces, in schools, uh, nursing homes, and millions of other people who choose to simply have them on their person. These devices send a signal via the internet to first responders, which massively cuts time between incident and first response, which in a crisis scenario can be the difference between life and death. 
not to mention online activism that, helps, that intends to make the lives of disabled people easier, such as the case with Maria McCabe, who, was unable, who had massive difficulty navigating Drada as a result of cars parked illegally on the footpath. Only after creating an online petition were these cars moved. Or should I mention community alert schemes, which uh, alert all, to a, in and all in a neighbourhood to a crime or natural disaster? So if one person knows what's going on, everyone does. This would have been especially useful for people such as myself when I arrived up for school in the middle of Storm Emma as a result of my less than adequate internet access. In conclusion, the internet does a lot, a lot, a lot of things. Connects people through online dating, acts as a safety net for the sick and elderly, helps the disabled get their lives back on track, alerts a community as to what's going on in their neighbourhood, but it most certainly does not disconnect people. Thank you. Thank you, Dara Dixon from St. Oliver's Community College. The uh, proposition, the opposition, let me say again, that's uh, Garod. And that is Dara Dixon from uh, St. Oliver's Community College opposing the motion with us here today. So we have a couple more to hear from the teams. And then, of course, reminding you that we'll be back to our captains for the summing up at the end of the debate. Finally, for the proposition, Sacred Heart School, please welcome the birthday girl herself, Erin Kindlin. Good morning. My name is Erin Kindlin, and I am the fourth speaker on the Sacred Heart team. Things we would never say to someone's face are more easily said when all we have to do is type and hit send. As such, online anonymity erodes important norms of social interaction. Cyberbullying is linked to increased rates in depression, suicidal thoughts and social isolation. Cyberbullying is a fast-growing problem for our generation. It is becoming the more popular style of bullying. And it is disturbing that malicious people can make nasty remarks on public internet forums. They can hurt people without fear of retaliation or punishment. Cyberbullies target their victims through emails, instant messaging sending digital photographs or videos via the internet. Anonymous online platforms dehumanise victims. In the physical world, we interact with the complete person, richly constituted embodied beings with faces and emotions, the ability to express pain, and an entire network of friends and families. When interacting anonymously online, we interact with avatars, symbols and screen names. This makes people online seem disembodied. They are accounts rather than the complete person. The the anonymity of the internet disconnects people from identity, conscience and morals. Earlier this year, 17-year-old Zoe from Limerick was targeted online when she was deliberately falsely named as the person in a sexually explicit video that was shared online. Zoe was getting upwards of 50 messages telling her to kill herself, calling her a slut, whore, disgusting. And she attempted suicide to try to get away from this torment and abuse. The torment continued, and she attempted suicide for the second time. Zoe became disconnected from people in her school, community, and family because of the lies and falsehoods that are shared on the internet on a daily basis. Cybercrime is the criminal activities carried out by means of computers or the internet, such as phishing, identity theft, hacking and grooming. Computer and online crime is different from crime in the real world, as it is not tangible and hard to resolve. 
the rate of sexual predators and paedophiles is at its highest. They use the internet to lure potential victims far easier than in real life. One of the disturbing aspects of um, missing kids, experts say, is the number that are lured away through the internet. 16% of sex offenders use fake identities online to lure their victims. So the next time you trust someone online, you enter your location or share personal details, beware. The internet is a dangerous place, which disconnects people from their conscience and morality. And I'd just like to point out that Dara spoke about online dating. And I'd just like you to remember the girl that was almost killed by someone she met on Tinder. Now, if this doesn't prove my point that the internet disconnects people from morality and their conscience, and that it truly is a dangerous place. I will leave you with the wise words of Aaron Sorkin. The internet in general I find troubling. The anonymity has made us all meaner and dumber. The thing that was supposed to bring us closer, I see it doing the opposite. Connect to disconnect. Thank you. Thank you, Erin Kinlan, the final team member from Sacred Heart, the proposition to speak to us this morning. The Coke Zero, great debate on LMFM. And last up, but certainly not least for St. Oliver's, the opposition, please welcome Jessica Welsh. Although you can abuse the internet and use it for bullying and child predators, that is still a very little part of the internet. It is also something that has always been there before the internet. Bullying will never disappear, and the only way we can try and resolve that issue is education, not by stopping the internet. Technology and social media has brought the power back to people. Mark McKinnon, chairperson, adjudicators, Members of the proposition, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Jessica Welsh and I'm here today representing St. Oliver's Community College alongside my teammates, Garod Campbell, Cynthia Bello and Dara Dixon, to oppose the motion that the internet connects the world but disconnects people, based on the point of political benefits. Now today we live in a world that allows our world leaders to campaign their views on the medium of social media. This means that we can access their opinions on things such as referenda and other political issues. Um, By doing so, these views can be broadcasted around the world. Our world that allows the internet to connect people with these views once our politicians choose to put them online. It means that we have access to political opinions whether it be from yesterday or 10 years ago. It also means that the internet is a source that allows us to form our opinions and thoughts on subjects as it is used as a medium of communication. It gives us the knowledge that we require when it comes to voting for who we choose to run our country based on what they have once posted beforehand. During the US election, Trump and Clinton together spent over $81 million on Facebook ads. This is excluding the... um, This is excluding political action committees who could have spent much more. This, ladies and gentlemen, is just proof that it is the internet that can connect people to politics. Now, it is quite clear that the internet has helped us progress in the world. Today in Ireland, we are discussing topics that once would have been a taboo. 
previous referenda on divorce, same-sex marriage, and our pending one on abortion. These are things that can be discussed because the internet has given us more information. These discussions are encouraged through online chat rooms. Opinions are, faced, are voiced on Facebook and Twitter, and information can be obtained on online polls and newspapers. Today, we can have political discussions with people from all around the world. It doesn't just have to be the people we sit next to at lunch. Online, we can talk about our views to those who agree or disagree, as the internet has allowed. We have come more comfortable talking about our opinions because the internet has given us more opportunity to speak up. It really is a great platform to connect people, don't you think? So it is without doubt that the internet has brought us together worldwide through conversation. It has encouraged us to question and become a more informed generation. Now this is important, ladies and gentlemen, because discussion is the only way to change. Today, with the hashtag Black Lives Matter, people all over America are speaking up about police brutality and hoping to make a difference. This, ladies and gentlemen, is just one example of how a simple hashtag can become an activist movement. People from different groups can stand together for something that they believe in. Different protests and canvassing can be organised on group chats and social media. They make people more aware of the causes that they are standing up for, bringing attention to a problem and moving a step closer. So, with just a click of a button, these, we can discuss politis, politi, political affairs and move a step closer to a change. Discussion and information can be obtained, and we can become a more inquisitive, broader-minded generation. Thank you. Thank you, Jessica Welch, St. Oliver's Community College. Final speaker on the topic. Please welcome back to the podium. Three minutes she has for the proposition proposing the motion today that the internet connects the world but disconnects people. It's Grace Willis. Chairperson, adjudicators, members of the opposition, ladies and gentlemen. We've almost come to the end of our debate today. You've heard arguments from both sides. Very well put, if I may add. But before my team and I have our final words, I'd just like to expose a few blatant flaws in the arguments of the opposition. Grode, you were talking about disconnecting people. What we were talking about is disconnecting people as a whole, not segregating and singling out single races and different types of people. You also said, what other choice do we have but to communicate through the internet? We have a choice to monitor our usage to control the internet instead of letting it control us. Cynthia, you said people don't send letters anymore because texting is easier. I know if I got a letter, a personal letter, from a family member abroad, I would feel so much better knowing that they took that extra time out of their day, that extra effort to word a letter for me. Also, isn't it scary how people would rather ask for Wi-Fi instead of food or water? God forbid we don't have a power cut. Dara, you talk about online dating in such a positive tone. As Aaron said, these dating sites, you can't, you can't trust them. You can't tell if it's legit. For all we know, that gorgeous fellow that sent you a friend request last night could be a 56-year-old pedophile. You don't know. It's dangerous. You can't trust it. Also, you said due to your inadequate internet access, you could have had an accident on your way to school during that storm because your internet was unreliable. My point exactly. 
and Jessica. We aren't proposing to stop the internet, as you so stated. If you actually read the motion, you would see that we are proposing that the internet disconnects people. Just to clear things up. You also said bullying is a very little part. So are you saying that you don't care about people that suffer? Because all of us go through bullying in our lives at some stage, or are connected to people that have been bullied, and we all know how much it affects them. It's horrible. You also talked about political issues, and as my teammate Quiva already said, fake news undermines democracy, so you can't say that the internet helps it entirely. Unfortunately for us, that's all the exposing we have time for today. Um, <laughs> I'll now reiterate my team's key points. In my opening address, I spoke about what the internet actually is and how damaging it can be. Shauna spoke about how natural communication is done through body language and tone. All these are removed when communicating through the internet. Quiva spoke about fake news and how the internet is being polluted with lies. And Aaron opened our eyes to the devastating reality of how much damage the internet can do and is doing in today's society. Connect to disconnect. Thank you. Thank you, Grace Willis, captain of Sacred Heart, resting the case for the proposition in our debate today. Just one more speaker to hear from, and he is the captain of the opposition, St. Oliver's Community College. Please welcome back to the podium, three minutes he has, Gerard Campbell. Ladies and gentlemen, we on the opposition strongly disagree with the idea that the internet disconnects people. The internet has and continues to be the most useful and usable tool available to people throughout the world. Let that be refugees seeking internet access, Irish emigrants in places like Australia or America Skyping their family at home, or the world's largest companies using video conferencing and meetings to ensure nobody misses out, backed up with that nice projector on the wall. The internet allows people around the world to communicate with their loved ones, with their colleagues, and if nothing else, stops their own mothers from going insane until they have to try to use Skype. The internet connects disabled people with the dating world, the elderly with emergency services through panic buttons, or community alert programmes, and world organisations and political groups with their followers, which commences important campaigns such as hashtag MeToo or hashtag Black Lives Matter. And this is your idea of being desensitised, Shauna. As Dara mentioned, it was only for the internet that Marie McCabe was able to convey her concerns not being able to enter Drahad in a wheelchair. The proposition has constantly voiced their concerns about the impact the internet has had on physical contact, now, though some people do spend excessive amounts of time online, playing games or on social media, indeed, social media is not a difficult term to comprehend. The word social is right there, with Instagram and Facebook actually encouraging contact through the use of recommended friends or search nearby sections. And I'm sure, Aaron, you'll be on tonight looking at all those Facebook posts. You can connect with all your friends that way, I'm sure. Grace only sees the detrimental effect of the internet. But what about if those people in the restaurant are connecting with immigrants or suicide prevention or emergency services chat lines? What's wrong with this? This is a negative connection. Shauna, we've all been homesick. But what will the letter do for us? You won't let us see your own family. And all of these instant supplies that your health and grace hate so much. What about if that instant supply was a panic button or emergency call? I'll tell you what you do. The next time both of you see someone being robbed, send the guards a letter. <laughs> Quiva. You said people can have physical contact, so why do they leave? Why do they leave? Do you not feel that it, the internet being there is an available reason for people to emigrate? And this fake news, do newspaper articles always send the truth? No. But the internet allows us to be a more brighter and open-minded generation. And indeed, 
We can't see that news is fake if it wasn't for the internet. And Aaron, cyberbullying happens in a minor part of the internet, on places like emails or social media. But what about calling for a taxi, ordering a pizza, or even wishing you a happy birthday? Bullying can happen anywhere. The internet has assisted us in every aspect of life. It allows Coca-Cola to communicate with their buyers. It allows all of us anxious LMM fans to listen back in case we ever miss a show. But Jerry, we don't. And, indeed, we wouldn't have received today's motion if it wasn't for the internet. The internet connects the whole world, connects every person in the world, and allows me to contact my family and friends. And for that reason, I'm, par- I'm proud to be part of the Skype generation. Aren't you? Thank you very much. Thank you, Garod Campbell, captain of the opposition, St. Oliver. So there you have it. You've heard both sides. The motion before us, the internet connects the world, but disconnects people. Would you please welcome the chairperson from Drogheda Toastmasters? And again, I say they're fantastic people. They help us out brilliantly every year. Their chairperson today is Vinnie McCoy. The result for the great debate, Coca-Cola International, is St. Oliver's. So, there you have it. The motion is lost. And the winners of the 2018 Great Debate, let's hear it for St. Oliver's Community College. And a fantastic team from the Sacred Heart runners-up. Let's hear it for Sacred Heart, ladies and gentlemen. But our champions for the fourth time from St. Oliver's Community College, they're captained by Garode Campbell. And he was joined today by Cynthia Bello, Dara Dixon and Jessica Welch. You are the champions. Congratulations. And as Michael said, until 2019 and year 11 of the Great Debate, thank you all very much indeed. Thank you. The Coke Zero Great Debate on LMFM. 